Welcome to Real Estate Coaching Radio, starring award-winning real estate coaches and number one international best-selling authors, Tim and Julie Harris. Real Estate Coaching Radio is the nation's number one daily radio show for realtors who demand authentic real-time coaching. Get ready for fluff-free, unfiltered, full-strength honesty about what's truly working to get you into action, helping others, and making money now in today's real estate market. Now to our hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. Three, two, one. Hey, we're back. I have to say, I'm kind of surprised the number of people listened to yesterday's podcast. Mm-hmm. It was through the roof. Um, I guess you guys like the topic, which I appreciate. Um, and Julie, the topic of yesterday's and today's podcast is... It is never, ever say these things to yourself. Yeah, that's right. So these Giving are, you the actual list. Right. So these are things that people sort of subconsciously, mostly, you just sort of say them under your breath. Or even worse, they've just bec- they've become thoughts. And these things are sort of things that you've normalized, these thoughts and these you know, the behaviors that come as a result. And so what you're going to, what you're experiencing sometimes are the uh, unfortunate side effects of basically carrying around a bunch of really negative thinking about yourself and your potential. And you're not recognizing that you're having those thoughts. And furthermore, you're not recognizing the actual negative effects it's having on you or those thoughts are having on you. And so we went over, I think, four or five of those uh, points yesterday and uh, today, Julie, why don't we just jump right back in? Did you do, I had to go to premiere, so mm-hmm. did you do There Isn't Enough Time in the Day? Um, no. What was the one right before that? Uh, what will, uh, I can't afford that. We did uh, do that. Yeah, we did do that. So yes, the next one, Julie just said okay, it. Okay, so I think that's number five. There <laughs> right. isn't enough time in the day. Boy, I hear that on virtually every coaching call from virtually every person that's in real estate. I actually just had that conversation with an agent not too long ago. And so I think that... Part of this is creative avoidance. Part of it is laziness of not, you know, can you control time? We could talk about whether time's even a real thing or not. But ultimately, your tasks that are supposed to happen today will grow to the time that you allow them to. Well, this is very similar to the first point, which was I'm too busy. And the, the, the thing with I'm too busy and there's not enough time in the day being that they're very similar. The, dis, the, the way that they're dissimilar is the I'm too busy person is just really not even trying to get started. Mm-hmm. They're just looking for an overarching you know reason to procrastinate and just effectively be lazy. There isn't enough time of the day person is usually a more uh, less um, advanced procrastinator, let's say. Mm-hmm. They're, they're, at, they're trying to get things done, but they just basically convince themselves that they can't get done. Um, the things that are going to make, uh, be the most important for them every day. And those would be the, you know, the things obviously put you in a position to help people and make money. So where do you go with that? If there's not enough time in the day in your mind, you're never going to have enough time to do the most important things. So trying to change that way of thinking is very difficult because it's also become a lifestyle. So what we'll suggest that you do as opposed to trying to change the thinking, change the behavior, and then the thoughts will change as a result of the behavior changing. Prioritize your day around the things that are going to put you in a position to help people and make money, and then stop doing the things that aren't going to um, you know, provide that same outcome. And we've helped you to understand where your focus needs to be with the Real Estate Treasure Map. We've created that for you. It's free. You can download it. Um, and all you have to do is text the word Harris, H-A-R-R-I-S, to 31996. Text the word Harris to 31996. Um, and it'll take you through the whole process of pr- helping you prioritize where your efforts need to be. So there's not enough time in the day is usually because you're not doing, it's not because you need to re- be more rigid and schedule yourself. Truthfully, guys, and all the coaching clients I've ever had, which is tens of thousands at this point, 
Um, the number that I had that would actually stick to a schedule, uh, even 50% of the time was probably like maybe, you know, a total of like four. Yeah, it's fantasy land. <laughs> yeah, it's fantasy land. But you can have daily minimum standards right, that exactly. override your thought that you need to be overscheduled. So the whole time block thing is sort of like this nice thing that maybe happens if you're, you know, in the military or certainly happens when you're in school. But after that, it's very difficult to have a time block day because you have to prioritize the urgency that often, you know, crosses our desks uh, in the form of the needs from our buyers and our sellers. And so it's, you know, you can't, you can't really with an urgent lead that came in from a prospective fantastic seller, you can't really say, well, listen, I'm only returning calls between three and four. I mean, whatever's going on in your life, yeah. you're going to have to prioritize that urgent lead. So what we are advocates of, as opposed to really being overly focused on time blocking, yes, get up in the morning. Yes, have some resemblance of a schedule where you work out and things of that nature. Um, but definitely have a list of minimum standards that you're going to do every single day. And those minimum standards are the things that are going to put you in a position to help people and make you money and to understand what your minimum standards should be, which by the way, are pretty much what everyone should be in real estate. Just download the real estate treasure map, which is three one uh, text the word Harris to three one nine nine six text the word Harris to three one nine nine six. All right. So let's see. The next one is I don't want to be proactive as in, you know, picking up the phone in any way, because they'll think I'm too pushy. This comes in a lot of flavors, by the way. I've even had agents talk about uh, talking to their existing clients like this, or thinking about it like this. Uh, their pendings, their, I had a, a question on Premier Coaching about actively listed property that somebody had co-listed with another agent. The other agent said, oh no, you don't want to call them every week. They'll, you know, they'll think that you're stalking them. And I'm like, are you kidding me? What If they don't hear from you, what do they think you're doing? Nothing. Exactly. Okay. So this has lots of flavors, but most primarily we see this in the call reluctance, call avoidance. And you tell yourself that they're going to think that you're pushy, you're a salesperson, you're too desperate for business, whatever. That's all ego stuff, right? That's all coming from inside. That, but that you very rarely actually hear that from anybody. Drill down on that even further. Here, again, I'm going to read what I wrote. I don't want to be, you know, proactive, and that's just a, you know, a little word that I use to try to sneak behind uh, all the fact that you guys aren't wanting to prospect, right? So I'm using proactive lead generation. That's a, it's it's a like decoy. I said, it's a it's a decoy <laughs> phrase that we created years ago to because if I say prospecting urgently, immediately, all of you guys are going to shut me down. So we call it proactive lead generation. Doesn't that seem much nicer? Oh, it's much less intimidating. Exactly. Because they'll think I'm too pushy. But what's really on the other side of why you don't want to do that work? And here's the real reason. Because you don't know what to say because you've you know, essentially never even started trying to do proactive lead generation. So your mind has created this massive, you know, essentially wall that you emotionally have to figure out a way to cross over before you actually start doing what you don't want to do and you don't want to do at the highest level. You know that prospecting and being a proactive lead generator is really the only way forward for you. You've already sort of, you know, exercised all the passive stuff from buying leads, the branding and the websites and you know, all that stuff. You you may even have, you know, you you enjoy doing all of that stuff. And it's become somewhat of a, like a constant ongoing art project to focus mm -hmm. on all that stuff. And I get it. It's fun. It is. It's creative. It's a good outlet. But it doesn't make you money. You convince yourself it makes you money because you think by focusing your energies on that stuff, you're making some sort of long-term investment in your business. Well, this is the brand. This is how I want people to see me. This is the look and feel I want to have. All these types of thoughts. Again, fun to do, but doesn't make you money. 
And if you were to take that same, even half that effort, and you were to put it towards learning what to say, how to say it, learning how to, you know, essentially talk with sellers and even buyers in all different situations, not the skill set that you've needed for the past 12 years where the market basically, um, you know, has allowed you to not have to have that sharp of a skill set. That's the reason that things like, you know, branding and all these team conversations have even been allowed to be, you know, relevant in the marketplace because the market has, you know, because it's been a hot seller's market, homes have been selling themselves. You haven't had to really, you know, learn to be a real efficient pricer, let alone knowing how to deal with sellers and the prices were falling and there's market uncertainty. You've never had to talk uh, a buyer into wanting to purchase a house or buy real estate in general because it's been something that's been innate in all of us. Mm -hmm. Now, what happens when the market starts to change? What happens when the economy starts to change? What we're experiencing now, guys, is going to require a skill set. So our suggestion to you is the reason that you're not being proactive with your lead generation and being proactive with wanting to compete on listing appointments, being proactive with wanting to not drive past another for sale by owner, but actually go knock on their door and, and know what to say. If you want to know where to put your efforts, put your efforts there. So just a little, you know, this is kind of funny. I always have this thought. Agents will spend literally billions of dollars every year looking for leads, right? If you yes. want to sell something to agents, just say it's about, I have no idea what that was. Just wow. say it was about proactive lead generation, right? Yes. So if you want to sell stuff to agents, that's how you do it. You just start, you know, marketing. That's going to be a lead generation seminar. Notice all the spam emails you guys get. Mm -hmm. That's what it's always about. <laughs> but the reality of it is leads are the easiest thing. Real estate leads especially are the easiest things ever to get. They're everywhere. Now you're saying, well, how's that possibly true, Tim? I mean, seller leads are really hard to get. No, they're not. They're in our coaching program. We teach you really there's arguably about 20 different sources of free seller leads. But in our coaching program, we'll really make you experts at going after seven different sources of free seller leads. But the one thing that all these sources of seller leads does require is that you have a skill set, which many of you, again, have been very reluctant uh, to develop, and you haven't had to develop it because the market has essentially lifted all boats. And that's what's changing right now. So when your intuition and your gut tells you that you're not ready for the new market, you need to listen to your gut because you don't want to be entering into 2021 essentially thinking that the skill set you had, as limited as it may have been, is going to basically get you through the market transition because it won't. We continuously come out with more articles on our main website, timandjulieharris.com, sharing with you guys, not just our predictions, but pretty much all the leading experts now which, with regards to what they feel, um, you know, essentially property values are going to do next year. And there's no doubt we're going to be in a corrective market cycle. Prices are going to fall. Do I think they're going to fall off the cliff? No, I do not. Do I think it's going to be 2008 again? No, I do not. But prices are going to fall over a protracted period of time because of all the government intervention. Mm -hmm. So stop telling yourself that you are fearful of being seeming uh, too pushy. That is just your excuse to uh, not know what to say. You, If you knew what to say, to that for sale by owner opposed to driving by like oh i don't want to you know i don't want to knock on that door because i don't want to seem too pushy but if you knew what to say and you knew how to say it and you're excited about the opportunity to help that seller sell the house you would never let yourself drive past another house no it's the most logical thing an agent can possibly do there's somebody with their hand in the air with their phone number that's in front right. of their house but that's the point okay though. and you allegedly sell real estate for a living doesn't it make sense that you probably should talk to each other but isn't it just an, i mean honestly you can't 
I've tried to work my mind through this over the years. <laughs> Why is it that it's obviously because agents don't want to just basically no. be made to feel uncomfortable ever. Well, that's the only reason. Yeah, but guys, you are buying leads. If you want to know how to basically be successful long-term in real estate, learn how to be a listing agent. If you want to be a powerful listing agent, you're never going to be able to buy listing leads, uh, you know, referral fees and all the rest of that. You won't have any profit. You need to learn how to be a proactive lead generator and go directly after sellers. And when you do that, you're going to discover that all the stuff that you guys have been sold, the branding and whatnot, it may have a place in your real estate business, but it wasn't necessary in the first place for you to be a successful listing agent. The thing that you need to have to be a listing agent is the skill set to earn the listing. It's really, I know that sounds maybe a little bit daunting for some of you, but it's just a learning curve. It's something that you're going to have to accept. Otherwise, you're going to be having good months, bad months, maybe mm -hmm. good quarters, bad quarters. You're going to be living in constant fear. Uh, I'll tell you from a business perspective, the idea that you guys are so dependent on some of these third parties to provide Ugh, the lifeblood of your company is insane. So if you are doing SEO or you're doing video marketing and you're building a YouTube channel and you're on Instagram and you're doing all these things that are all these trendy things that people tell you that's how you're going to, that's the newest, greatest thing. You know, I saw, I got a spam from one of our competitors and he was talking about this, you know, summit that he's doing in September and he's going to have Gary Vendorchuk there. They're all talking about the newest, greatest, craziest, what the hell, what a waste of time. I mean, Gary's a very good speaker, no doubt. And I believe what he's saying is very interesting. Um, and I've listened to his videos and read his book. But from an agent's perspective, the idea that you would go and think that you need to know all the trendiest things on social networking, that that's relevant to your business is insanity. Because what's the point of being overly dependent on these third-party companies? Because all they have to do is change an algorithm. And that's what happens all the flipping all time. The time. Mm -hmm. So Instagram, that you guys are making these videos, or you're investing in video, or all this other, whatever you think is going to basically build you a good long tail following and create leads for you over a long period of time, all it takes is one of these tech companies to decide to slightly you know, deviate the existing algorithm. And they don't announce it. They just do it. Or, for example, remember when SEO was a big deal and then all of a sudden Google started doing what they called Google, well, you know, people called it Google slaps. Well, that kind of screwed all the people that had spent all this money trying to do, you know, SEO just instantly over like, you know, 90 days. All these agents and brokers that had spent probably millions of dollars on SEO just gone. And that's the problem with being dependent on all these third-party companies. That's the reason ultimately the one thing that won't be gone with a snap of your fingers is your skill set. That's the reason, ultimately, Portable. you have to develop that first. Next point, Julie. Yeah, that's right. Okay, so this one, I think, is the most, like, the point where I go, well, so what? Life isn't fair. Yeah. <laughs> well, duh. Okay, I would have liked to have been two or three inches taller. I would have liked to not have to watch what I eat to be my perfect weight without thinking about it. I could go down a list of a hundred things that just aren't fair. So remember guys, the point of this is never ever say these things to yourself. So if you say life isn't fair, what are you really telling yourself? What's the thought that comes subconsciously after you say that to yourself? Well, you're blaming life, not yourself. Right. You're not taking responsibility. <laughs> it's not my fault. Your hair, your, you know, life isn't fair, so I'm not even going to try. Life isn't fair, so I'm not going to learn that script. Life isn't fair, because, so I'm not going to even try to get in good shape. Life isn't fair, so I'm not even going to try to be financially free. Right? You see how that life isn't fair thing, which people say all the flipping time, mm -hmm. how absolutely dangerous that is? Next one, Julie. Yes, that's right. Okay, so this one we could do a whole podcast on. <laughs> we have. I'm too. Okay, so think about the personality style, this DISC. 
driver, influencer, social communication. The, these are the four personality styles. I'm too fill in the blank. Any of those four will do. I'm too analytical. I'm too much of a driver. I'm too much of an S type. I'm too much of an I type. I can't do that because it's not my personality. Right. And if you guys want to know what your personality, first of all, <laughs> there's two sides to this coin. So the personality stuff in itself is pseudoscience, which means it's not real. A lot of you think, or at least if you've come primarily up in the Keller Williams, you know, you know that educational system, you don't understand that DISC really is not real. It's just pseudoscience. Pseudoscience is a classic way of saying fake. So it's not real. With that said, it does have some use it to it. It does have some use. It's it, kind of like a guide, but it's yeah. definitely not a real science. Well, what it does, I think that the benefit of it is it causes you to be um, a little bit more um, introspective about sure. why you're not more versatile. That's, That's the that benefit of it. That is the whole it. point, is right. teaching you to have versatility to work with a multitude of different people in different situations instead of saying, well, you know, it's just not my personality. We're not clicking. I only work with people who are just like me. So there is a place in the world for it, but people take it way, way, way out of context. And, you know, every one of those four personality styles uses it one way or another as a crutch. And if you guys would like to take a DISC test for free, just go to agentdisc.com, agentdisc.com. Just go to that website. You can take the test and it'll let you know what your personality it's style is. But you shouldn't use it as your, you know, end all be all. Here's, here's the reason, bottom line, that it's fake science is because anytime you self-evaluate, you take the test yourself and you self-evaluate, the results are always going to be slanted. So we've done this before in different group settings. And it's so funny. If you go to a group of agents in particular uh, where you can talk to them and you can just talk to you know some people and you, they're introverted, they're not wanting to make eye contact, they're going to speak in long, you know, breathy sentences, they're absolutely not drivers, right? And you give them the disc test and especially if it's, like I said, a group of real estate people, they almost always all test disc or test D. Why? Because in many cultures, in many real estate brokerages and communities, it's essentially if you're not a um, driver, you're somehow seen as less than. And I've seen that be so pernicious. What's the word? Pernicious. 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 Yes. yes. That it's, it's very, very damaging. It I, is. I've had agents come out of that kind of thing in tears. Thinking be I can't because, be in real estate. Right. Because somebody had you know, convinced them because they were kind of on the amiable side and not really on the driver's side that they were never going to be successful. I know. And the funny thing about that is some of those really amiable types are the best. Oh my gosh. Like try and get one of their past clients away from them. It's well, impossible. Even the, it, So like, again, I've had that exact same experience mm -hmm. where we'll have people, you know, that are emotional because they went to usually it was some Keller Williams thing and they come and, you know, DISC and the trainer basically made anybody who wasn't a driver feel like shit. And then they yep. Thought, well, that and then now this agent is saying, well, that's the reason I can't be successful yep. because I'm not a driver. I'm more Handed introverted. Handed them that excuse. Yes, exactly. And then they—that's just such crap. And, and all four personalities can act like that too, right? So I'm too analytical. That's why I can't be a salesperson. Yeah, exactly. Well, here's a little simple fact, guys. A, it's pseudoscience, so it's all fake. But B, all of us are a combination of all the personality That's styles. Right. So you can already see how this is a bunch of garbage, right? Because it's not definable. But, you know, really C is the fact that you can be successful whatever your dominant personality style is. You don't have to be one particular personality style to be successful. The big goal should be 
is to be versatile. And when I remember when Julie and I were learning DISC and then we started teaching DISC, the, really what was amazing was when you had people realize, you asked them this one question, Julie's going to Premier Coaching. If you're a Premier Coaching guys. student, make sure you are on Premier Coaching. So we'd ask the group, we'd say, um, like, describe the personality style, you know, after they've taken the test and had some sort of cursory understanding. Des describe the personality style of your last, like, three clients, right? Whoever you have them, you know, pending or whatever. And almost always the personality style of the people that they were selling to were identical to theirs. Somebody who was analytical would be selling to engineers. Somebody who was real amiable would be selling to a bunch of, you know, you guys get the idea. So... The point we were trying to make ultimately was, is if you are only appealing or attracting uh, people that are similar personalities to you, you are in essence alienating yourself from a, what will amount to be a majority of the rest of the potential people you could be helping. And when people understand that, that motivates them to want to be more versatile in their approach. So if you are, you know, somebody who say, for example, are, you are more analytical, like Julie. Julie's analytical. She's always tests, you know, analytical, but you couldn't tell it by talking to her, by listening to her because she's worked on it for years. She intentionally focused on overcoming her, you know, introverted nature and her need for really too much information. She's learned to think quicker. You guys know her. I mean, you know, she's fantastic. So you can do the same thing no matter what your personality style is. There is no one personality style that's a predeterminant of success. There really isn't. Um, so just, again, start with the understanding that it's fake science and don't take it too seriously. It's the reason I'm drilling down on that. And then move past that and then understand that the real benefit to it is some self-acknowledgement that you're not being versatile enough and you probably need to think about why is it that I'm not, for example, working with people that are, you know, if you're analytical, why is it that I'm not working with more people that are, say, more expressive, right? Somebody who would be the opposite of you, you know, sort of a you know a life of the party type. Well, okay, so if you're analytical, the life of the party type is going to be the opposite of you and it makes sense that maybe that person wouldn't be somebody you'd normally have in your, you know, centers of influence, past clients, a friend. But why are you not trying to change your approach so that you can be more appealing to all sorts of different people? It expands your world because as you grow older, what happens is that your whole world becomes just like you. And it's not just, it's fascinating too, guys. Um, it's not just your friends and the people you can do business with, not just your family even, but it's where you live, not just your neighborhood, but the city in which you choose to live has a tendency, cities and neighborhoods, neighborhoods especially, have a tendency to attract very similar personality styles. Now, if you're living in like a subdivision where people can kind of design their own houses, right? And you drive through the neighborhood and you see uh, so they're not like, um, you know, Julie and I live in a place in Puerto Rico at the Ritz-Carlton where they're villas. And so the places basically look the same on the outside. So that wouldn't work here to try to sort of, you know, analyze what a personality style dominant neighborhood would look like. But if you drive through a neighborhood and there's like if you have an amiable, say, um, uh, family you're working with, you know, they're very focused on family and their kids and they're always wanting to talk about your family and your kids and what they're doing this weekend and, you know, that type of thing. Really nice soul of the earth types. Well, if you take them to a neighborhood where there's no, uh, you know, kid stuff in the yard, for example, if you if there's, it's real uniform and it's, it's sort of like sterile and, and everything's sort of like, you know, all about look at me and maybe there's, you know, fences everywhere and there's, uh, you know, real stoic looking structures and you guys get the idea. That's not going to appeal to that person. Just naturally, they're not going to like it. Subconsciously, they're not going to know why they don't like it, but they're not going to like it. Whereas if you take them to a neighborhood where they're going to be, you know, a park, everything's centered around parks 
and you you see kid junk in people's backyards, you know, and you see kids rolling around on scooters, and you guys get the theme here. That's going to be a good match for that person. And as far as your ability to sell to that type of person, if you're say for example more inclined to be the stoic sort of you know drilled down you know tall fences type, if you're not knowing how to change your approach to be more appealing to the person that wants the more amiable style lifestyle then you're not going to work with them. They're not going to work with you. You're going to have some thing about them where you're going to say, well, you know, we didn't click or I didn't like them or they didn't like me and you don't quite know what or why. Or maybe it's a listing appointment and then you lose the listing and you rationalize, well, I lost that listing just because they must have had, you know, a known somebody else had a relationship. The other agent who beat me had an unfair advantage. But the reality of it is, is that you didn't get the listing because you weren't versatile enough basically to gel to what was important to them. Right. So I like to, you know, I don't like to, I just, I talk fast. Right. So if I'm talking to someone who's amiable and some of you guys have had direct calls with me before, I don't talk fast. I'm going to try to figure out like what, how are you communicating with me? Are you use, are you a more analytical person? Are you, you know, using essentially choosing more words, being more descriptive? Are you just different little, you know, clues that basically people leave as to what, how they are with regards to the personality stuff. So I'm going to adjust my approach and, and I've done it for so long. I do it without thinking. Sometimes I have to check myself um, and make sure that I'm not missing it. But that's the type of thing that happens when you're willing to say, you know what? There is no one, you know, preferential personality style and I need to learn to be more versatile so that I can essentially be of service to more people, right? That's really what I think the most powerful thing with regards to DISC is. Uh, but you do need to understand, don't let anybody tell you you can't do it just because you're a person, a personality style that in that trainer's mind is, you know, less likely to be successful in sales because they're wrong and they're a moron. Okay. So anybody that shouts you down or anybody that tells you that you're not good enough, you're probably more than good enough once you basically have an arsenal of skills. That's really what this is all about. And we just fire hose you guys with a bunch of stuff to think about. Hopefully you see as beneficial. Guys, we're just going to we're going to continue to plot along and we're going to do everything we possibly can to help you guys through this transitioning market. Um, it does not have to be scary, it can be exciting. It does not have to be something you can live that you have to be fearful of. It can be something you're excited about. You just have to change your approach and stop believing that you're not capable of doing extraordinary things because of this market. Guys, the market needs you. Your buyers and your sellers in your neighborhood and your community your family, your friends, they desperately need you to have the skill set to help them. They don't know it yet, but they're going to in a year, okay? That's what's going to happen. They're going to cry for you to help them in differing ways. And if you have those skills, I, you guys are going to experience such levels of success you can't imagine it. But it, it is going to take you admitting that some of the things that you've been spending your time on probably are not where your time should have been spent and certainly not where your time should be spent going forward. And that's going to be a bold step for a lot of you because you're so married to believing that things are going to return back to normal. They're not. The, you know, essentially, guys, we're in a completely new world. And I don't like it, to be honest with you, any more than many of you. I really don't. But it is what it is. It's, you know, I'm so tired of Julie giving me these hacked up, 
COVID haircuts. And I've got one now, and I've got a pretty defined bald patch on the left side of my head, which I noticed in the mirror this morning. It's like, okay, at some point I have to, you know, have a hair place open so I can go get my hair professionally cut. All of us have had to suffer some little indignities as a result of COVID in differing levels and differing degrees, right? But understand, guys, at this point, things are not going to go back to whatever normal was. We can, we can mourn it, we can miss it, we can talk about it, we can all the rest of it. But at the end of the day, it's not coming back. And so the new normal is going to be abnormal. We coined that 90, 120 days ago. And I guess we are right because doesn't it feel abnormal? It does. And it's just going to get more intense as the year, as this year, especially in the next year, intensifies because you're going to start seeing, we're going to start experiencing all the unattended consequences of all the COVID bailouts. All the financial tinkering that's been going on is going to come home to roost. It is inevitable. So who cares? You can be equipped for it. You can be ready for it. You can be financially prepared for it because you know how to solve other people's problems. You guys get the opportunity here. Am I helping you hopefully to see a bigger, brighter future for yourself? I'm trying. Let me know, guys. Hey, listen, we need your help. Give us a five-star review on iTunes. Um, our podcast is going to the next level. I just looked at this this morning. We've picked up... Uh, since the beginning of the year, the podcast daily downloads has tripled. This continues to be the number one listened to daily podcast for agents. I say in the United States, but I was looking at statistics yesterday. We've got listeners in Poland now. We have listeners in the Czech Republic. We have listeners in, uh, I mean, uh, Saudi Arabia and the United uh, em- United Emirates or whatever. I mean, we have listeners all over the world now. That's incredible. That really excites me. Um, and I have to also say it challenges me too because I have to make sure that Julie and I know the markets where all of you guys live so that we can continue to produce content that's relevant to your market. And obviously we are. You wouldn't have discovered us in the first place. So do us a favor and please do this. Go to iTunes and give us a five-star review. If you're on Spotify, you're on Stitcher or whatever else, same thing. Do subscribe to the podcast too. Julie and I um, produce this podcast six days of the week. We take one day off. And when the newest show gets produced, we then will, you know, obviously the systems are automatically tell you guys about it. And the second show of gratitude I have for all of you is thank you for continuing to make our book, Harris Rules, such a huge success. It's on Amazon. It's on Barnes & Noble. It's available on Audible now. You can download it. You can listen to it. It's really an honor to be sharing um, our, you know, a lifetime of selling real estate and coaching with all of you in such a high level. And it's so I'm so grateful when you guys are letting us know how we've helped you through emails or texts or, you know, saying nice things on iTunes or just all the different places we are. It makes it means the world to me to know that I appreciate you saying thank you, but we're, we're really is special is when you say thank you and you say what you learned or how um, your changes that you put in place since you've been part of our family, what the effect that's had on your life. That's really the truly meaningful thing to Julie and I. Believe it or not, it's not the money. It's not fame. Um, fame is something we don't even seek. It's not something we're interested in. It's not a conversation we have. Um, it's the knowing that we're actually helping. That's really what, you know, that's really what drives Julie and I with the absolute uh, most motivation. So do share the podcast. Thank you for being uh, such loyal listeners to all of us. We have tens of thousands of you that download and listen and stream this every single day. 
uh, share this with as many other agents as you can. Help us put the word out. What we're hopefully hoping to have this become, what we're talking about, is a movement. A movement that's going to be something that beyond, is beyond just you know our coaching business or beyond even our book or our podcast or any of the other things we've done. This is a movement to try to save as many agents from the essentially the misery that is inevitable if they don't adapt and if they don't change. That's how we feel. What can we be saying? How can we be saying it? At, you know, how can we be broadcasting and announcing and warning everyone at a higher level that the changes that are coming will result in misery for many, but it's voluntary. At this point, you have time to learn. At this time, at this point, you have time to adapt. But what comes next, guys, and look, I know this sounds fearful, but what it, you should be fearful if you're not prepared, right? If there's a storm coming, and you know, and living here in Puerto Rico, trust me, we've become very, very uh, uh, tuned in to being uh, very aware of the environment, right? So if there is a, uh, a hurricane that's coming, we're going to make sure our generator has diesel fuel. Well, we didn't even have a generator when we moved into this place, um, you know, not even a year ago. So we had to buy a generator. Well, we have food reserves. Now we have a 600-gallon cistern. We're doing all these things in anticipation of the worst case. Because after you know, when a hurricane hits Puerto Rico, electricity goes out. When a hurricane hits Puerto Rico, uh, the water stops working after not too long. You guys get the point here. So we had to prepare, and yes, we're prepared with food, and we're prepared with medicine, and we're prepared with a good network of friends and professionals that can help us out if we need help. Are you prepared? What are you waiting for? I'm not waiting around for the hurricane clouds to literally be hanging over the ocean and, and sort of saying, oh, you waited too long. Now you're going to basically be living in the dark ages for us, however long, you know, could be a week, could be a day. After Maria, everything around here was shut down for like 90 days, and that was best case scenario. Some places were without electricity and consistent water for like a year. Think about that. Well, the same thing can be happening to you, not hopefully from something like you know a horrible hurricane, but it can happen to you because you had some sort of financial hurricane hit your own personal shore. You can prevent that. But what are you doing now to prevent that? It's interesting, isn't it? I know not all of you are, we're going to reach in time. I know some of you are going to wait around to see if our predictions are right. Well, understand they're not just our predictions. Pretty much the brightest minds, and it doesn't matter what side of the political fence you're on, more or less, all the essentially the most reliable people with regard uh, Ray Dalio, for example, and all these other people, you know, CoreLogic, and all these companies that we all trust inherently uh, to provide really unbiased, logical information about the market, they're all predicting the exact same thing. To differing degrees, there's going to be a market cycle that's going to be very akin to what it was like in 2008. Will not be a precipitous drop in prices. I'm not predicting that. Julie's not predicting that. No one's predicting that. But it's going to be a change that 99% of you listening to us right now have never lived through, have never essentially had to know how to you know survive and thrive in a market like this. So when that hit, when that hurricane hits your shore and you're not ready, and then you're going to start sweating and figuring out that you should have been moving faster, the diesel is going to be sold out. Your generator is going to be dry. You guys get it? So that's what we're trying to do. And yeah, we're going to sometimes have to lean a little bit on the fearful side of things to get you to listen. And then a year from now, you'll thank us, right? That's what we know is going to happen. How do we know it's happened? Because we've been through similar cycles like this before, and we are always a little bit ahead of our skis every time, and we are always right. These things are always predictable. What happens with the regards to people's behavior? Predictable. All this stuff has happened before so many times through the generations, guys. And 
Look, you can thrive in this market. Matter of fact, you can thrive because of this market. If you want inspiration, I'll give you some inspiration. Look at EXP Realty. And EXP Realty right now, I would say almost partially because of this market, is growing at such an amazing clip. They are adding this month alone, they're going to add 2,000 agents. You guys, let me put this in perspective. So EXP Realty as of last month, I think had 31,000 agents. They're going to end up this year with probably, who knows, right? 40, 45,000, maybe 50,000 agents. This isn't a time when virtually every, I don't know of a single other real estate brokerage which is growing. I think all of them are basically, maybe they're growing by hundreds. They're certainly not growing by tens of thousands of agents, but most of them are losing agents. Most real estate brokerages, most teams, most agents are going to essentially have to essentially do a hard pivot into next year because the market, the business model they've been following is no longer going to be viable. It's not going to work for them. That's scary, but it's true. But you still have time to change. So when you look at EXP Realty, they were designed, they were built for a market like this. It's so exciting for Julie and I to be part of that company to see that like, you know, there's a problem that, right, that uh, everyone else in the brokerage business is now just discovering that EXP is basically solved years ago. And all these online, uh, you know, EXP is an online real estate brokerage and all their technologies already evolved. They didn't have to pivot. They were already there. You know, this internal saying at EXP right now is uh, we were built for this, right? And it absolutely is true. So if you guys want to talk with me directly about being a partner with Julie and I and our EXP uh our team, please do consider texting me directly at 512-758-0206. We're genuinely excited for those of you who are actually going to be moving forward and understanding that this market presents you know, unparalleled opportunities to be of service to others. But we're genuinely not, we're generally fearful for those of you who are going to resist the change because you're going to be ill-prepared and you have no plan B, most of you. There's no one's going to bail you out. There's going to be no government program. There's going to be no stimulus program. There's going to be nothing. You're going to be essentially left with a, essentially a skill set that's going to be irrelevant. And then what's going to happen? Even if I'm 50% wrong, wouldn't you guys, I mean, is it still a risk worth taking? Maybe your market is somewhat immune to the changes that are coming. Maybe you're positioned perfectly in the marketplace and that's fantastic. But are you telling me you really do know how to deal with distressed real estate? Are you telling me you really know how to have conversations with you know sellers where they're still attached to the previous market's pricing and in this new market, the house is actually worth less than maybe they paid for it? Are you really telling me you have all those skill sets? Some of you do, I know it. Some of you guys have been in the business forever. Longer than Julie and I, you know, we've been in the business for over, you know, it's like 20, I don't even know how many years. I don't want to think about it, right? But most of you, 99% of you, you don't. So what I'm telling you is the truth and you know it. So text the word Harris, H-A-R-R-I-S to 31996. Not only will we text you back a link to download those books, but we're also, you'll also be entitled to a free coaching call. If you need me for anything, guys, at any time, I always love the feedback. Good, bad, and different. 512-758-0206. You guys have a fantastic day. We'll talk to you on the show tomorrow. This program has been a presentation by Tim and Julie Harris, Real Estate Coaching. For more information on our real estate coaching and training programs, visit our website at timandjulieharris.com. Remember to tune in weekdays at noon for upcoming shows. And until next time, Thank you for listening to Real Estate Coaching Radio with Tim and Julie Harris.